Hi there, guys. As you probably noticed, this is not the Season 7 premiere that you thought you were going to be listening to today. As it turns out, when I woke up this morning, the studio, the basement, our mudroom, half of the property is completely underwater. We've already received 5 inches of rain today. That's on top of the 20-some-odd inches of snow we had on the ground prior to that. So, the situation I'm running into now is there's water coming into the studio, and I need to get it taken care of. So that said, I'm unable to record the Season 7 premiere. Instead, I'm going to play a Patreon episode from a few months back, one of my favorites. But in the meantime, I'm going to do my best to get this cleaned up so that I can record this new episode tomorrow morning. So thank you all so much for the patience, and enjoy this Patreon episode, and I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Welcome to Monsters Among Us Beyond. I am your guide, Derek Hayes. Well, it's pretty embarrassing, but I feel the need to apologize once again. These Patreon episodes have proven to be very difficult to put together. Not only is free time a factor, but the biggest issue is content. For a few episodes, the amazing guys at Cryptonaut Podcast kept us going with their donated stories. But sadly, that well has practically run dry. So I've been racking my brain trying to figure out a way to produce a show without using calls meant for the main program. And that's when an idea dawned on me. So at least for now, the Beyond episodes will be a little bit different from the main show. Instead of multiple stories about an array of subjects, I'm going to focus on one well-known case. But my spin is that I'm going to get the story straight from the horse's mouth. Whenever possible, I intend on including eyewitness testimony along with news stories, newspaper articles, and any other media that I can get my hands on to paint an audible picture of the events, straight from the witnesses themselves. So tonight, we launch this little experiment in hopes that it's not only entertaining, but perhaps thought-provoking and educational. Or, at the very least, spooky. So, tonight, I present to you the Bishopville Lizard Man. Nearly 30 years ago today, a 17-year-old Bishopville, South Carolina resident by the name of Christopher Davis was driving home from his place of employment at roughly 2 a.m. when his car blew a tire. Davis pulled his vehicle to the side of the road to swap out his spare, and that is when all hell broke loose. For a detailed blow-by-blow, we look to the following clip, which features then-sheriff of Lee County, Liston Truesdale, and comes courtesy of Monsters and Mysteries in America. 
Bishopville, South Carolina. In the summer of 1988, Sheriff Liston Truesdale was investigating cases of property damage and assault by a most unlikely perpetrator. A lizard man, supposedly lurking near Skateboard Swamp. Then, 17-year-old Chris Davis came forward to report a terrifying tale. This was July the 14th, 1988. Chris Davis and his dad came in. Sheriff, this is my son Chris. He has a story to tell you. So you had an encounter with this creature. When Chris Davis's father saw this in the newspaper, he put two and two together and thought, well, maybe this is the creature that attacked my son. Uh, I was on my way home from work and... The incident had occurred two weeks prior to the cases the sheriff was already investigating. It was some kind of lizard man. And... I just couldn't believe what the fellow was telling me. This kid was a, a super good kid and his parents is very reputable. I tried to get in my car and drive off, but before I know it, the lizard's on top of the car. We asked him, well, why didn't you report this? And he said, because everybody would think he was fool. Uh, nobody believed it and think he was crazy. On June 30th, 1988, Chris Davis was on the late shift at a fast food burger joint on the edge of town. He finished up around 2 a.m., got into his car, and headed home. He was coming home from work and had a flat tire. And he stopped by a little dirt road to fix his flat tire. That little dirt road was at the Skateboard Swamp, stuck in the middle of nowhere without a soul for miles. Davis would have to fix the flat or spend the night. And he fixed his flat tire and was placing the tools back in the car. He saw something which he described as a tall creature, about seven feet tall with big red eyes. He looks up and he sees something coming down through the tall grass. Of course, this kid is panicked. He takes off. By the window and he saw it. it had three fingers it had long claws that he described having black fingernails davis swerved wildly trying to shake the monster from his car the nightmare was over or so he thought <laughs> started chasing him he estimated that the thing was running at least 35 miles an hour as he sped off and he could see it in the rearview mirror until it disappeared into the darkness he went home and drove up in the yard and jumped out of the car crying screaming and yelling and his parents said it took two hours to settle him down that's how afraid he was 
His parents are trying to ask him what happens. He's explaining that he saw a seven-foot green red-eyed devil, as he described it. Now, despite the wild allegations made by Davis, Truesdale believed the story the young man gave him. His eagerness to believe was confirmed when Davis passed a polygraph test just a few weeks later. So it was clear that Davis had encountered something. But what was that something? To answer that, we have to look at the history of the creature, which was later dubbed the Bishopville Lizardman, or the Lizardman of Skateboard Swamp. Now, unfortunately, there's not much history to speak of. The very first reported sighting of this creature took place in the spring of 1986. For more on that story, let's hear from the man that experienced it, George Plyer. The following segment was pulled from the television show Animal X, which was featured in Episode 7. So, George, tell us about the creature that you saw in this very swamp about 15 years ago. It had uh, eyes, just red, just sparkled like they were on fire. It was standing behind a tree about 36 inches in diameter, and it poked its head out. But before then, I'd had an eerie feeling like I was being watched. I had uh, those features and everything was more like a human than any animal I've ever seen. The arms was a little bit longer than normal human being arms, but the legs were long and skinny also, along with the little body. Uh, and it left a track, a three-pronged track. About the three prongs came out like a chicken foot with the center toe longer. Do you think you saw the lizard man? It had a body maybe similar to a lizard except for the head and it didn't have any tail or anything like that like a lizard. I didn't tell anybody for quite a while because I know what people believe it I think maybe I lost my mind and I, I know that I'm truthful and honest a hundred percent. I'm a Christian. I go to church. I got a college education, two years of business college. And I know what I saw. It's in my mind. It's imprinted, and it'll be there when I die. At that time, I didn't know anything about that. It happened at other places nearby. People just didn't talk because they didn't know what it was. Does it frustrate you that people don't believe you? No, I don't care. Like I say, uh, I know what the truth is, and uh, uh, nobody's ever dismayed me or tried to make me believe what I that I didn't see what I saw. Because I'll never forget it. It's an experience of a lifetime. A little over two years later, and Chris Davis will have his sighting. So at this point, Lizard Man Mania has taken over. Radio stations offered a million-dollar reward. People magazine ran a story about the beast. Dan Rather interviewed Sheriff Truesdale. And Good Morning America even ventured to the swamp for some live coverage. But those weren't the only sightings of the creature two other notable sightings took place mere months before Davis's highly discussed encounter. In October of 1987, George Holloman encountered a creature while taking a drink from a skateboard swamp spring. The following clip was also taken from Animal X, Episode 7. So George, take me through exactly what happened that night. Well, right around about certain time about dark, good dark. Got on the bus, come down and get some water. So I got the water. Then I hold up, look at see, seeing something moving. Car flashes around there, something tall and dark. 
just moving back further, further back in the swamp. So then what did you do? Well, I didn't hesitate. Hit me in his way and I went my way. Hit me in the swamp and I went that over. That over. Did you look back? No. <laughs> I'm looking back. I'm going forward. I'm looking back. What did you see? Something tall. Bridges up. Bridges up about eight or nine foot high. Going back into the swamp. So were you pretty shaken up? Pretty shaken. Hell standing up, shaking, sweating, terrified. Do you think what you saw is what people were saying was Lizard Man? That had to be what it was. Lizard Man. And a mere seven months later, another witness claimed to have encountered the strange creature. This story comes to us via ETV Roadshow and features eyewitness testimony from pilot Frank Mitchell. The morning that I saw what I saw, I was loading the plane right over here like I always do and taxied out on the runway here. Started my takeoff roll. And there's a point down here that if you're not off the ground, you, you better throttle back and stop. After that point, you, you better hope you fly. That's about where I was at the day that this whatever it was crossed the runway in front of me. He, tur- he turned his head and looked at the plane. He looked at it and turned right back and just, and the thing had a, a, a kind of a lope in its walk. And uh, like I said, much taller than you, I, I would guess eight, eight and a half, nine feet tall. After all this, things seemed to go quiet. A few sightings surfaced from time to time, but none as eventful as those first few. That is, until February 28th of 2008. That's when a car owned by Bob and Dixie Rawson was found ripped apart by something. And sadly, her pet cats also came up missing. The legend blows in with a brisk winter wind, sending chills through neighbors in Lee County. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, couldn't believe it. Bob Rawson looks down at the blood on his van, all the claw marks, and check out the hood. He literally bit. And you can feel it underneath where he's bit right straight through here. Who he is, a point of renewed debate in these parts. Some sure they know the only creature capable of this kind of damage. They say it's a lizard man. If it is the Lizard Man, he's back nearly two decades after first being spotted near Scape or Swamp. No one's ever been able to confirm an account of the seven-foot monster with green skin, three toes, and a three-fingered claw. Lizard with bad attitude. Oh, my goodness. In addition to the car damage, the Rawsons noticed that the boxes that their cats usually sleep in were empty, aside from the towels that they sleep on, and these were shredded. It looks at the morning paper, same thing. Whoever did this, the Rawsons, aren't taking any chances. There's one in the chamber. It's 40 caliber. It's not a 9 mil. His Glock loaded, Rawson ready to shoot what he feels is most likely a bear. Lee County Sheriff E.J. Melvin says it could be a coyote. But then again... You see all the scratch marks and first thing everybody say, they go to Lizard Man, return. Sure, if the lizard man's back, and then, you know, you, you think it's a joke, but you look at the damage of the vehicle, it's hard to say. That clip comes courtesy of CNN. Now, the lizard man is an icon in the city of Bishopville. They have a lizard man sandwich, lizard man t-shirts, and lizard man gift shops. They even hold the annual lizard man festival in June each and every year. It certainly seems that the beast is big business in Bishopville. Lizard Man's been in Bishopville for forever. So we just said, let's do a Lizard Man sandwich and let's call it Home of the Lizard Man. 
we couldn't really figure out what lizards would taste like, so we just made a chicken filly. Just said, hey, might as well taste like chicken since everything else does. It attracts people. I probably get at least two cars off the interstate every other day um, asking about the lizard man and the story behind it and why we have it in our restaurant and all this stuff. So it's been helpful for me. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to support him in his reign of terror. <laughs> well, the entrepreneurs took advantage of the situation. There's some money to be made. Same thing as what we do here. There's money to be made. We get the shirt silk screen with the lizard man and so forth, which we sell. Anytime there's a program about Bigfoot or Lizard Man on television, the next day we get phone calls from around the country because they go on our web page and they see where they can order uh, Lizard Man shirt, butter beans, and so forth. And uh, if I did not do that, I am missing a wonderful economic opportunity. Now, I'm not going to make a million dollars off of it, but uh, running a business, every penny counts. We were put on the map by the Lizard Man, and it was exciting. You know, true, not, we not knowing, but somebody saw something, okay? We want to have people to have a reason to get off that interstate and come to us. Make things fun here. Bring people here. Have things to make people want to come here. We've got the interstate. Perfect. Money just flying by Bishopville. Let's get it downtown and around and put the money in Bishopville. I'm hoping we can get some signs out about the lizard man. It's what I'm hoping. That segment comes to us via the state. Links to all the videos used in this episode can be found in the description of the Patreon post. And as always, I highly suggest you check them all out. Now that we've crashed our way through this course, we've heard the eyewitness encounters and even heard opinions from local law enforcement. So now we're left with the all-important question. What is the Lizard Man? As you all know by now, I like to toss out theories, suggestions as to what otherwise unexplainable creatures, events, and things may be. And these episodes will be no different. When I heard of this encounter for the first time, I was probably 11 or 12 years old. That's when the TV show Sightings did a story on Christopher Davis's encounter. And I'll be honest, the thought of a 7-foot-tall lizard man gave me shivers. But even then, I thought the concept of a creature like that seemed, at best, ludicrous. You see, the biggest issue facing the existence of this monster is the fact that no other humanoid-like reptile exists. At least, not on our planet. And it's physically impossible for lizards and other reptiles to reproduce with humans, or any ape for that matter, leaving us no choice other than to seek out otherworldly, or perhaps multi-dimensional alternatives. Any fan of cryptozoology and the paranormal have no doubt heard of the reptilians, a theorized race of alien being that supposedly fits the description of the lizard man to a T. And even I will admit that the descriptions of the two are remarkably similar. But let's focus on mundane, normal explanations. Is it possible that these witnesses were confused by something commonplace? The very first thing I thought of was the American alligator. They do live in swamps, they are found in that region of the country, and they share a lot of the same traits our creature is said to have. But there is one problem. Although if a gator stood on its hind legs, it may be as tall as the reported creature, but there are no reports of them doing so. And at least to this amateur, it seems virtually impossible. Now, other possibilities include monkeys or apes 
that are covered in moss or weeds as a result of being in the swamp. Perhaps it's a large escaped iguana. Or possibly, and I hate to use a cryptid to explain a cryptid, but possibly a Sasquatch, also covered in moss or weeds. But when we dig to the root of all this, it's very likely that it's something different. Perhaps the young man was out later than he should have been, and made up the story to cover for himself. It's also possible that the creature was merely a man in a suit, possibly scaring people intentionally, as many locals have suggested. But it's my opinion that something strange did happen to Mr. Davis that night in 1988. But instead of getting to the bottom of what happened, Sheriff Truesdale saw an opportunity to put his tiny town on the map. And rather than solving the mystery, he exploited it. And let's be honest, who can blame him? I fell in love with the story when I first heard it, and I still enjoy hearing about it today. And there is no denying that the town has experienced some success because of this elusive beast. So perhaps one day a specimen will be slapped down on the courthouse steps. But until that day, we will sit back with our Lizardman burger and sip our Lizardman beer and do our best not to spill any Lizardman sauce on our Lizardman t-shirt and simply smile. Because you never really know. He might just be out there. And that's going to do it for this episode. I'd love to get your feedback on this new format, be it good or bad. After all, you guys are my biggest supporters, and I want nothing but your happiness. All audio used in this episode was done so under the protection of fair use. Additional research was gathered from Lyle Blackburn's book, Lizard Man, The True Story of the Bishopville Monster, a book that I highly recommend. And lastly, music was provided by Mayu and Coag Music. Thank you all for listening, and have a good night. starts with an invitation to experience Lexus. To start the ignition. To feel confident. To be connected to everything. It starts as an invitation to drive a Lexus vehicle. But it becomes a dynamic experience. The Invitation to Lexus sales event. Your invitation is always open. But the offers only last through March 31st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more.